0: The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth.
1: Thank you, Rosie, very much. Very good morning and a very happy Christmas to you. Great to see you and so many visitors. My name's Ed, I'm one of the curates here. It is great to have you. Happy, very happy Christmas to you. I've got to have a little present, you know, you can probably guess where it's from. You know, having a twin brother who works at John Lewis, I tell you, the discount cards you get at Christmas. It is so worth having a, a family relative who works at John Lewis. Anyway, um, I need some help unwrapping this present. Is he? Can you come and help me? Izzy's a little friend of mine. Izzy is my niece. Izzy, come up here. Hello, Izzy. Do you want to say hello to everyone? A round of applause for Izzy. There you go. Right, Izzy. Now, lots of big presents. I can't be bothered to wrap up. So, can you just unwrap this nice and well for me? Could you take it out? Brilliant. Well done. Thank you very much. What is this? A skateboard. Do you want to go? No. Okay. okay, great. Have a seat. Great. Well done, Izzy. Thank you. A skateboard. And there's a skateboard here because you might have seen the John Lewis advert this Christmas. We're going to watch it in a second. But it tells the story of a man on a skateboard. And he's learning how to skateboard all because he wants to welcome into his home a new foster child who loves Skateboarding. So we're gonna watch this video in just a second. Three questions to watch out for as you watch this video. The first question is this, and there are chocolate prizes, I have to say. First question is this, the skateboard trick he's trying to do, who can have a go showing me the trick he does trying to kick up the skateboard? Okay, look, watch out for that, you need to see what the trick it is. Question number two, we see a lovely home on that advert, and I want you to tell me three things about your home that you love. Three things about your home that you love. And third and final question, right at the end of the video, the lady on the door, I guess his wife, has a question. She asks a question, so I want you to listen carefully, watch carefully, and just enjoy. You know, my brother, who works for John Lewis, every year I ask him, what do you think of this advert? He says, oh, it's always an anti-climax, which I think is a bit harsh. See what you think, and we'll see. So here we go that is a tearjerker isn't it it's a beautiful beautiful video of a couple opening up their homes sharing their heart wanting to welcome someone into their home their very heart and that guy well he had to humble himself in order to give a homecoming and you know that is the great theme of Christmas look at our theme verse today we had it read first by Rosie here it is the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We're going to see two things this morning. Firstly, just for a few minutes. Firstly, it's about his humbling, Jesus Christ, for our homecoming. That's why he came. That's what Christmas is all about. His humbling, our homecoming. So let's just look at those in turn. So firstly then, his humbling. The word became flesh. Now that guy, that skateboarder, he wasn't naturally a skateboarder. He had to become A skateboard, he had to start right at the beginning. He had to be an absolute novice, a skateboarding baby, in order to connect with that young girl. Which reminds me, that question I asked, number one, skateboarding trick, who thinks they can show me, remember there's chocolate, who thinks they can show me how to kick up the skateboard like that? Um... I tell you what, Theo, I'm going to ask you in a second, not yet. Actually, I'll ask you at the end, Theo. I'm going to ask John T. Sorry, Preacher's Prerogatives, it's my nephew this time. Come on up here, Johns. Bring your, bring your skateboard, or, or here's one as well. You've got the whole stage, Johns. Okay, Johns is, how long have you been practicing this, John T? A bit. A bit? Two weeks. Okay, great. Let's show us how it's done. No pressure. Oh, and again, and again, and again. Oh, okay, one more time. Come on. Yeah! Well done, John T, well done. Great, well done. Look at that. Such agility in the family, amazing. Shame it's not in my genes. But you have to start at the beginning. He didn't he couldn't do that two weeks ago. He had to become a skateboarding baby. And so to that guy. To connect with that girl, he had to become a baby, a novice. To connect with her, to get alongside her to where she is at. And how much more, how much more the Christmas baby, Jesus Christ humbling himself, not by putting on a helmet and knee pads, but putting on human flesh. The word became flesh. He gave himself a beating heart and bones and skin, which to you and I isn't a big deal because we're human, but this is God, the one who stands Behind and before all things. Verse 1 of our passage told us he was there in the beginning. That means, you know, that means behind and before time itself and before it was Jesus Christ. He was there in the beginning, before time. He holds time in his hands. And he is one too who, verse 3 tells us, made everything. Not just lovely celebration chocolates, but my heart and your heart, and your lungs, and my lungs, they are beating and breathing right now because Jesus Christ wills it to be so. This one, you see, humbled himself. He became a baby. He became a tiny, tiny embryo. He became a a delicate fetus you could hold in your hands. He became a newborn baby. Held in his mother's arms, crying and kicking and screaming and smiling. The maker of all lying there in a manger of hay. It's a miracle. It's a mystery. God on earth. Humbling. The humbling of Jesus Christ. And you know, we hear that phrase, God on earth. And I guess many of us this morning, we ask, well, where on earth is God? We just look at the news screens and we look at Ukraine. And think of the heartache in that nation as people cry out, God, where are you? But not just in Ukraine, even in Clapham too. Perhaps some of us look back on our lives, just gone, 2022, and we ask, God, where have you been? You know, I'm just reading this book by Henry Marsh. He's a, a consultant or was a, a consultant neurosurgeon down at St George's two things retired. And he's recently been diagnosed with prostate cancer, and he doesn't know how long he's got left to live. And he's a committed atheist. But his illness has opened his eyes in a whole new way as you read this book about his own fragility, his own weakness, the fact that he isn't immortal. And he basically asks, well, in a world of pain like that, where is God? Where on earth is God? And into that question, into that searching, hurting question speaks Christmas. Jesus Christ comes as one who was fragile and was weak and yet is the immortal one, the one from before time. And see, this isn't a God who is aloof or indifferent or uninvolved in this world. No, this is a God who in Jesus Christ steps into his world. The creator entering his creation, or as C.S. Lewis put it, it's like Shakespeare the playwright entering a play that he's written on the stage of history. That's what happened that first Christmas. The humility of God. I wonder if there's room in your head, on your desk, for a God like that who is humble, who doesn't shrink back from a wooden manger, or indeed a wooden cross. The humbling of God, the humbling at Christmas, the word became flesh. Which leads us on, secondly, to the purpose of that. Why did he bother humbling himself? Well, secondly, it was for our homecoming. See, look at our verse. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He made his dwelling. That is the language of, of homemaking, of settling in, of moving into the neighborhood, opening up the front door and inviting someone in. That's what Jesus Christ wants. To make his home with me, little old me, and little old you. Which brings us to that second question about that John Lewis video. Who um who can tell me three things they love about their home? What do you think of in your home? Go on, Rebecca, shout them out. Do it from there, I'll come to you service here go and shout three things
0: my cozy bed
1: cozy bed good choice
0: the kitchen
1: oh interesting kitchen oven oven oh, oh, oh interesting we'll talk about that later lovely okay and here's another one thank you hello izzy fancy seeing you again you. three things about your christmas you love at your home brother friends. friends friends
0: family family
1: and bunnies bunnies great you have got very cute bunnies at your house yes Friends, family and bunnies. And you'll have your own things on your list. What you love about your home. I guess the turkey's roasting right now. The Waitrose turkey, you know, the one you bought with the discount card. It's there roasting right now. And there'll be the fire on late and you collapse in the sofa. And there's the chitter-chatter around the table and so on and so on. It's a lovely thing, isn't it, home? We all long for it. A home like that. I don't know whether you saw yesterday on TV that that drama, uh, The Fox the mole, I, get, I never get the right, the, let's do it in that order, the fox, the mole, the fox, the boy, the mole and the horse, beautiful, beautiful animated drama, they're calling it the new snowman, where well, all four characters are longing for home, not just a comfy sofa, not just bunnies, not just an oven, but they are longing for something deeper, and the film ends by saying at the end of the day, it is about being loved and loving, it's about love and being loved, and that's what we long for at home, isn't it, that place where you are known where you are valued, where you're forgiven, where you are loved, warts and all, and you know it to your bones. That's what we long for at home, don't we? So often, we long for a home like that. And of course, on that Foster film, John Lewis, that is what that girl's about to experience, being loved, warts and all. And yet, I guess for all of us this morning, for all sorts of reasons... Home sometimes isn't like that. Think of those people in Ukraine right now, fighting for their home. A friend of mine, she's a counsellor therapist, counselling people in Ukraine on Zoom, and she says the same phrase is said to her again and again, our glasses are, are empty, not half empty, but empty. And yet they fight on that war for their home. But closer to home, you know, Sometimes there's cold wars at home, aren't there? And Christmas has a funny way of stirring the pot, doesn't it? And the wars rage. Or maybe at your Christmas table today, there's an empty space that will stay empty. You wish it wasn't so, but it's empty. And so home, this business of home, it's... It's of such beauty and yet of such brokenness. So much magic and yet so much messiness. And it's into that, it's into that longing that we have. That, that the baby speaks. That Christmas speaks like nothing else. Because however much we might enjoy a home like that. However much we might long for it. That is nothing. Nothing. That is nothing compared to the beating heart of God to open up his home to you and to me. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. A God who wants to open his home and share his heart with you and with me. It's an amazing thing, this miracle of Christmas. Because his heart beats, not out of neediness or loneliness, but out of fullness, the love of God, Father, Son and Spirit, overflowing to you and me that first Christmas, and even today, by his Spirit, if we want him. Because look at this final verse we read from verse 12. Look at what's on offer. To all who received him, that is Jesus Christ, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God that's the gift the gift to become a son, a daughter of God himself see these foster children on these videos and so on it might be they're only fostered for a few weeks or months maybe a few years but Christmas offers us something else in another league, it offers us an adoption forever and a day a place at the king's table with our name on it, a place where our cup is never half empty but always full and overflowing. That's what Jesus Christ came for, to give us a home like that, sharing his heart. That's what drove him. A love that is out of this world and yet a love that drove him into this world. His humbling for our homecoming. And so, as we close, that does leave us with our third and final question. Does anyone remember the question? (laughs) It was... What was it? (laughs) It was, what did the woman say at the door, the threshold of the door, the wife, the mum? What did she say? Can anyone remember? And you will get chocolate for this, if you do. Abigail. Sorry? Yeah. Would you like to come in? Or more precisely, well done, it was this do you want to come in? She's there standing on the door saying, do you want to come in? And you know, that is the great invitation, the great question for each of us this Christmas. It is God in Jesus Christ saying to me and to you, do you want to come in? Come in from the cold. Come into the warmth of my love that burns and burns forever and a day. Do you want to come in? Whether for the millionth time, or perhaps for some of us, for the very first time. That's the, the beauty, the grace, the miracle of Christmas. The invitation. Not from John Lewis, but from Jesus Christ. Do you want to come in? So why don't I say a prayer, as we bow our heads, I'll say a prayer to thank Jesus for such an invitation. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gift of Christmas, for the fun, for the joy, for the food, the feasting, the friends, the family, but above all for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, the one who came to be humbled for our homecoming. And thank you for the invitation to come into him, to come home. Please, by your Spirit, would we each do that, maybe for the first time this Christmas.